Here we go. You're listening to Rumination Thursday on this April the 20th in the year of our Lord 2023. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is my host for Thursdays, Pastor Wes Reimnitz. Good day, Wes. Good day to you. It's good to hear your voice. Well, if you couldn't hear it, we wouldn't be on the air. (laughs) Or you'd be all by yourself. (laughs) That's a frightening thought. No, you're, 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 you're good enough. Don't, don't you do Bible studies at churches and sure. You, you well, I don't anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know. I do with my, my, I do with my wife. We, we have Bible study together. Oh yeah. I tell you that never ends with the wife. You just have to keep doing <laughs> it and doing it and doing it. But I got the same situation. <laughs> All righty. We need to make an announcement. You may have been trying to get a hold of law and gospel and using the various emails that we told you. We're having trouble with the emails. We're working with a company. Uh, they have them down right now. So for right now, if you want to get a hold of me by email, it's, it's pretty easy. It's Tom Baker at, how do I end this now? Brick.net. Yes. In in fact, Wes sent me a number of articles, and we talked about it this morning and chose which one we're going to do today. Tom Baker at Brick.net. B-R-I-C-K dot net. And so if you've been sending me stuff and I haven't been replying, uh, please send them now to Tom Baker at brick.net. That one is working and we'll try and get the rest back on and I'll let you know when that's going to happen. One of the articles that sent me had an interesting title. Christians should be very careful not to love what God hates. And this is by uh, individual Oscar Amichias. Uh, he's an individual who is president of the Afra Mission and Evangelism Network in Abuja, Nigeria. And he believes his calling is take the gospel to where no one has neither preached nor heard about Jesus. Uh, He also has written a book, Mystery of the Cross Revealed. Now, what got me thinking about this is the second sentence in what he writes. Uh, I'll read the first and the second. There is an ugly trend in the body of Christ that is giving me serious concern. Many Christians these days no longer fear God, and many are quick to compromise on what the Word of God teaches. Now, if you have been listening to yesterday's long gospel on Proverbs 19, we ran across this tremendous verse, verse 23. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. 
Now, when I first read that, that was kind of interesting to think about, that what to lead to proper life is the fear of the Lord. Does that mean we have to be afraid of God? No, it's it's more of a a faith factor, isn't it? Well, here's how I explain it to youth in confirmation. I'll ask them, and these kids are in grades 7 and 8. I'll say, who of you are afraid of your parents? And rarely does anyone say they're afraid. They say, no, we love our parents. They take care of us. Uh, They give us food. They give us clothing. They take us to school. We have a bed to sleep in. I'm not afraid. Then I ask them, do you ever fear discipline or punishment from your parents? Oh, oh yes, when we're bad. And, And so that's how I make a distinction of being afraid and fearing. We are not afraid of our parents nor of God, but we fear both of them because of the ability that they can discipline us when we are in error. In fact, that's kind of what the whole book of Proverbs is about, Solomon Mm -hmm. teaching his son proper discipline. So that's proper fear. You know, what got me um, thinking on this article was last week's talk about the, the, the Baptist pastor who considered his cousins the uh, unbelieving Jewish Jews. leaders, unbelieving Jews and Muslims and things of that nature, that uh, thinking that their way to heaven, as we discuss universalism, and that the, which is there are many ways to get to heaven. Christianity is only one, and I ran across this article, and I go, and it kind of absolutely is a great follow-up to that. Yes. In fact, he went so far to say, if heaven does not have my unbelieving Jewish friends in it, then I don't want to be there either. Yeah, and my response would be, Christians should be very careful not to love what God hates. Yeah, that's really happening throughout the world today, loving what God hates. And and so this article is telling us that a lot of Christians dilute the word to fit with what the world preaches. And you just mentioned that with that Baptist pastor. Sin is no longer rejected, and guilt and shame are becoming antiquated concepts. What what does he mean by that? Well, it's our inability to call a state a state has encouraged the moral decay that we see in our society. The conscience of men and women are seared because they no longer rebuke their, their sin by those who are the custodians of God's word which, you know, is fellow believers, pastors, you know, uh, how dare they talk about sin and and such in our lives. 
Yes, and if a pastor is loyal to God's word, I, I've said this a number of times. I've talked to other pastors. I said, tell me a church that you know of in the last five years that excommunicated a member. And mm. a lot of times there's just silence. You see, excommunication is a wonderful gift from God to take somebody who has left the church and needs to get back in. I'm working with an individual right now who cheated on his wife and is not going back to his wife, staying with the other woman. And when you ask him, do you believe in Jesus? He says, well, yes, I believe in Jesus. And he thinks he's going to be saved. What's the message the church would have for him? <laughs> I, I, I chuckle at it because the first thought that came to mind is, so you believe, so does the devil and all the evil angels. They believe too, but they're not going to be saved. That, that's a very good point. In, in fact, in some of the exorcisms Jesus did, the devils were referring to him as the Messiah, the Son of God, and he told them to be quiet because he didn't want a false teacher saying these things because then his enemies would think he's in line with the demons. And so you, know, it, you made a good point. It kind of reminds me of the, of the time I went to see uh, a member that had fallen away. He had, had uh, uh, a heart attack and by the grace of God, he has a heart attack right at the hospital at the time the the emergency team was coming through, filling up on their, their stuff, and he recovered, and he's in the OR. make a long story short, I went in to see him wearing my collar, and we, we talked about uh, uh, what would have happened if he'd have died. He says, well, I'd have gone to heaven. And I said, and, I said uh, and why was that? He says, well, I like to think that I was a good person. I did a lot of good things. And I said, yep. you know what? You're headed to hell. The, the whole thing lit up the, all the machinery, and the nurses came in. And one said to the other, he said, he's okay. He's past the scaring him out of hell. Yeah. Interesting. One of the very first persons that I visited uh, where I was at for 28 years, was a, a delinquent. Hadn't been to church for six months. And I took an elder with me, and we came into the house, and we said, you know, we really miss you at church. And you know what he said to us? He said, okay. well, I was intending to come last Sunday, but it snowed, and I didn't have snow tires on my car. Oh, my goodness. You know, the same guy, he recovered, and for years he, he was going around becoming one of the best witnesses, never missed a Sunday, never missed a communion, just just uh, was was uh, so eternally uh, joyful over his salvation. Yes. In this article that we're looking at today, he has an ultimate question. Should God's standards be subservient to man's standards? 
And what does he say about that from a scriptural point of view? Well, the scripture categorically states don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can we as righteous be a partner with wickedness and how can we live with darkness? Yeah, and that's actually a quote from 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. And he says, a closer look at the policies of the governments of the world reveals that it is an agenda aimed at yoking believers and unbelievers and creating an atmosphere that favors unbelievers. And that seems to be happening. Although I I just read a very interesting other article uh, yesterday, uh, was on the internet, and the gentleman was speaking out against the idea that many young people are leaving the church. And he had statistics showing that many of them are returning back to the church and that they're also getting much stronger in their conservative, confessional, and biblical beliefs, even than some of their parents. I find that a very interesting article. Mm. You know, in in preparation for this, uh, one of the things that comes to mind with this article when he talks about how they turning uh with with these uh evil thoughts was was John chapter eight where Jesus calls the devil the father of all lies, and those that were following him were other were were children of the devil yes and, and then we Christians also are being accused of having hate speech when we condemn sin and wickedness. And that's kind of interesting. In fact, in England right now, they arrested a man simply for praying silently outside of an abortion clinic. And that is now a law in England that you're not allowed to pray within the vicinity of an abortion clinic. Isn't that something? Yeah, well, this Second Corinthians passage that he quotes, uh, I, I think, is very apropos to to what we're talking about that that the love of Christ controls us, and we concluded that the one who has died for all, therefore all have died. I mean, it, it starts out in my estimation talking about we walk by faith, not by sight, and. You know, our our lives are hidden, and we, we are all these things that are coming from God who reconcile himself to us, uh, that uh, our lives are hidden in the, in the Savior. So it's not to be unexpected that the world hates what uh, uh, the Christian is doing. Yes, in fact, another verse that we talked about in Proverbs yesterday, it said, strike a scoffer, that's an unbeliever, and he will learn prudence, namely not to obviously sin, but reprove a man with understanding and he will gain knowledge. In other words, 
when Solomon is talking about disciplining his sons, he's not talking about just punishing them, but teaching them the will of God from the point of view of the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes mm -hmm. punishment doesn't work, but wisdom does. I am, uh, was watching a baseball movie recently, and a fella struck out three times, who usually is a good hitter. And in the next scene, his father was yelling at him for being such a loser in, in baseball because he had struck out when if he had been able to get a hit, they would have won the game. Well, later in the movie, he comes to the son and apologizes for what he had said to him. And the son is begun to be instructed. Where the problem with the son was is he could not bat when a curveball came at him. And so he was taught how to hit a curveball that the pitcher was throwing. And mm. that made a huge difference. In, in fact, they began to win games. And so that's a really good point that in the church to tell a man he is wrong is best done by showing him the understanding of the Holy Spirit so that he will gain spiritual knowledge rather than striking and punishing someone uh, because you'll get them to stop sinning, but they won't have a change in attitude. Well, looking at this uh, this uh, Proverbs 19, there's another one I would like for you to comment on. That verse 27, cease to hear instru instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. Yes, this is Solomon, God's speaking to his son. If you cease to hear instruction, then you will stray from the words of knowledge. And you see this every now and then in, in movies where the children even go so far as, well, verse 26, he who does violence to his father and chases away his mother is a son who brings shame and reproach. And mm -hmm. I was talking about an FBI file where a son killed his mother and father and brother in order to get the inheritance that he could have plastic surgery and make himself more good looking for his gay partner who was leaving him because he wasn't that good looking. And so, boy, that, that's really an interesting thing that the police were able to discover. Mm. And it's like with, with, as you look at these FBI files or, or police files, that it's the minutest detail that somebody leaves behind uh, yeah. of a crime that is, is brought to light, and it kind of reminds us that Christ is the light of the world. No sin can be hidden. This article says, evildoers are encouraged to continue in their destructive ways because society as a whole no longer condemns their lifestyles. And boy, when you take a look at some of the Supreme Court rulings that were pro-abortion and another recent one that you can now marry someone of the same gender as you are a man to a man or a woman to a woman 
and the whole transgender thing. These are all contrary to God's will. And Proverbs makes clear that people who practice these things will be punished, certainly if not in this life, then in an eternity of hell. And they're encouraged to continue because society no longer condemns their lifestyles. Well, it kind of, you know, he, as we said earlier, he quotes uh, from Corinthians, and and I, I talked about that walk by faith, not by sight, because uh, we, he goes on to say we must all appear before him for, uh, uh, therefore reform for the judgment seat of Christ so that we may receive what is due in our is done in our body, whether good or evil. So uh, this faith in, in Christ and the promises of the gospel is so important. And uh, not to speak of them in these things that people are are entering into, as you spoke before, makes reminds me of that in, in our Lutheran churches, in, in our worship service, the first thing we do is confess our sins and receive absolution from Christ himself. He makes a really good point. Unbelievers should be loved, but not coddled. He says, I work as a missionary in one of the most hostile places for Christians in the world. I have risked my life loving those who seek to kill me on a daily basis for the purpose of giving them the gospel. I am convinced that as soon as they embrace Christ, they will be changed. But one thing that I will never do is cheer them on as they sin against God and pursue their own harmful desires. Now, I, I believe that's a really good balanced outlook towards unbelievers and sinners, that we love them, but we don't coddle them. Uh, and that, that, again, fits into the Second Corinthians passage. Uh, in in uh, chapter 2, he says, when I, that, uh, thanks be to God that he, that, uh, he were, that they were in Christ and uh, leads us to a triumphal procession through us the fragrance of knowledge of him, for we are the aroma of Christ to God to those who are being saved among those who are perishing. And one, a fragrance from death to death and a fragrance of life to life, that uh, we, we are called to be witnesses in the midst of this fallen world. He also does a good balance when he says that Christians who rely on the love of God should not forget that the same loving God they worship is also a consuming fire. And then he quotes Hebrews 10, verse 31. It is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And that's what we're finding out in the world today, that even among Christians, they no longer fear God. They no longer fear the consuming fire. They have a view of God 
as though he's like Santa Claus, a, a loving person. But if you look carefully at the words of Jesus, boy, there's no doubt that he makes a big distinction between believers and unbelievers. And our task is to reach out to the unbelievers to bring them into a believing relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and that's the purpose of KFUO and its programming, uh, not only including the various talk shows, but also the music. If you listen to the hymnody, it really talks about Jesus as our salvation. You know, it also reminds me when you're quoting that Matthew, what is it, 25, where Jesus is talking about the final judgment scene, and he says to the unbelievers, depart from me into to the lake of fire and created for the devil and his evil angels. It was never God's intent to send people to, to hell, but... Uh, to to redeem them, of course, through through Him who who died and rose for us, and uh, the, the fact of the matter is, it's it's there for for anybody who doesn't want to believe. In First Corinthians ten eight, uh, Paul admonishes the church in Corinth: We should not commit sexual immorality as some of them did, and in one day. 23,000 of them died. And then he asked, who put these people to death? Why should a loving God allow them to die? Christians should not love what God hates and should stand firm to condemn sexual immorality wherever they encounter it. But also, with the fingers pointing to others, you've got fingers that also should be pointing to yourself because we are all sinners in God's sight in need of a Savior. Well, thanks very much, Pastor, for this time with us in taking a look at this article. We'll look forward to other articles uh, coming about and the continuation on Wednesdays of our discussion of Proverbs. We'll be continuing that and tomorrow's long gospel you can email me at tom baker at brick.net if you have a question until then god bless you listen to law and gospel each weekday morning at 9 30 on kfuo for a tax deductible gift to law and gospel please make your check out to law and gospel and mail to law and gospel p.o box 28910 St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.